The following episode contains adult content and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Legacy, a Star Wars audio drama. Created and produced by Crystal Storm. Episode 6. Chapter 15. A Layer Revealed. Lancoro. I left Ulam both feeling better and not. I was also a little sore from my spar with my mom. I made the quick stop to Alderaan to pick up the gang. When Mako saw me, my little slicer jumped on me and kissed me right in front of everybody. Nothing too risque, mind you. But still, it made my good mood return in full force. How did you not feel like the man after a greeting like that? Dorian's teaching me how to speak Mandalorian. Oh yeah? Nice. We need to get back to Hoth. Figured you'd say that. All right, let's go. I glanced over at the rest of the gang, watching as Galt swaggered away from a group of soldiers, putting a pile of credits in his pocket. Torian bid a respectful goodbye to Chanya. Chanya was an odd one with her order of Keelik killers, or whatever they call themselves, but she was a hunter with a code, and I could respect that. In fact, I'd made sure that Lord Sir J. Thule, one of the contenders for the throne, had left her alive during my brief visit to this planet. I shook my head amusedly at my strange little crew as we got back on the Mantis. During the ride, Mako chatted at me. I'll admit I was only half listening, but I liked the sound of her voice as a background to my thoughts, so I didn't mind it. I was paying attention enough that I could respond with a typical male fill-in when needed. Back on Hoth, Blizzard finished modifying a blaster so I could penetrate the shield of the three-eyed droid I was chasing. It was a nice piece of tech. Blizz certainly lived up to the Jawa rep where those things were concerned. Blaster in hand, Mako and I took off. Short story shorter, I found Aero, the three-eyed droid, and put him down. It wasn't the hardest fight I've ever been in, and it got me one step closer to the name on my blacklist, Renegade Voss. After checking in with Blizz, I got the next location for another of Renegade's captains. Renegade had refused to fight me because I wasn't worthy, and disappeared before I could make him. I was getting his attention by knocking off all his top people one by one. Mako and I were headed towards Imperial Outpost Zarek. Every now and then I'd do some odd jobs for the imps while I was running around tracking down my bounty. I also had a list of things to keep an eye out for that my family needed while I was on my travels. It was Imperial Agent Fixer 308 that set off one of the items on that list. I had earned myself quite the reputation for being able to handle the jobs the imps elite squads couldn't. Fixer 308 was cute level-headed, and professional. She seemed to have more brains than half the other intelligence lackeys I'd come across, so I didn't mind her updating me on her current situation and what she needed. We've been hitting the White Maw operation so hard they've called a meeting. The White Maw pirates were giving the Imperials and Republic a problem on Hoth. The pirates were also a group that could be real valuable to the right kind of person. Every one of their gangs will be represented. We intend to get you into that meeting and capture and kill everyone present. The Harpar is getting there. Things the imps thought were difficult usually weren't. At least not for me. Though, to be fair, I'd had some serious training growing up. I'm listening, Fixer. The shuttles of the leaders, trusted captains, will have the meeting coordinates programmed into the Nava computers. Find a lieutenant with a shuttle, kill him, get his access card, and steal his ship. After that, all you have to do is fly into the meeting. Haven't stolen a ship since I got mine. This should be fun. Your enthusiasm is heartening. We won't get another opportunity like this. Then I ought to charge you extra. Pull this off, and I'll see to it you get double. Done. See you soon. My mind was going a mile a minute on this one for a few reasons. The big one was that I hadn't told Mako anything yet. 
It looked like I wasn't going to be able to keep everything from her much longer. We got on my speeder, and she snuggled up close to my back as we sped away from the outpost. When we were far enough out into the wild, I wasn't worried about my transmission being picked up. I pulled over. What are we stopping for? I need to make a call. She looked at me curiously as I pulled out my holocom and dialed up my mother. Her form appeared. Mako looked all kinds of surprised, but said nothing. You found something. Yes, ma'am. All the current white mob pirate leaders are about to have a big meeting. I'm off to snag an access card and a shuttle to their location. Excellent work. Once you get the coordinates, transmit them to me. I'll have Veltana meet you there. I switched off the holocom. Mako just stared at me. Okay, what's going on? Who was that? Mom had said let Mako show me who she was first. I thought I knew, but I was about to get a real good glimpse right now. I hesitated, choosing my words carefully. We need to keep this just between us, but my mother is a Sith Lord. What? Really? Yeah. How big of a Sith Lord? Uh, remember all that buzz a while back about the Sith Lord that killed her master in front of the Dark Council? That was your mom? Yeah. Wow, whoa, that's... Okay, give me a second. Wow, so many things about you just make sense now. What about your dad? That's... complicated. You're not telling me the whole story. So wait, since your mom's a Sith Lord, does that mean you've got this secret loyalty to the Empire? Not exactly. That's complicated, too. I could see the relief pass over her face. Mako didn't have any deep love for the Republic or the Empire. I had to bite back a laugh, though, when her eyes widened almost comically. Wait, is she coming right now? Am I about to meet your mom? She looked a little panicked. Out of everything I had, and had not said, Mako was nervous about meeting my mom. Not sure if she'll join. She's in the middle of something important on Ulam. You are seriously connected, aren't you? Kinda. We don't really make our family tree public knowledge. Mom expected us to make something of ourselves on our own. We weren't any good to her or dad if we couldn't. We? Do you have, like, brothers and sisters? I have an older brother and a younger sister. I'm the middle kid. Will you tell me about them? Eventually. Okay, we better go get that access card if you've got a whole posse coming. Not too weird for you? Really? After everything you know, or actually we don't know about me, your story's kind of boring so far, Koro. Solid point. I climbed back up on the speeder, and Mako retook her spot against my back. I grinned as we pulled out. Just maybe, everything would work out after all. Chapter 16. A Pawn is Taken. Ilum, Eastern Ice Shelf, Western Jedi Ruins. I stood on a hill, my cybernetic eye scanning the situation below us. Imperial forces had surrounded the ruins, but the Republic responded swiftly to retrieve the equipment from their downed transport. We would have to attack both, simultaneously and swiftly. Lord Jason, my apprentice, stood next to me, and I could feel the anticipation coil within her. Her utter love for the dark side was as strong as her love for me. It was a curious thing, her loyalty. But Vet had given me some insight not so very long ago that made a great deal of sense. General Pierce came up behind us in heavy black armor with a blue stripe running across his chest plate and down the side of his thick helmet that he spoke from behind. Scouts in place, my lord. We won't be interrupted. Good. How's Land been? He's excellent. He found a lead on Hoth. <laughs> that a boy. 
Pierce had no issue being solely a genetic maker. He had no issue catering to my desires on occasion either. He'd worked out better than expected. At one time, I feared I might have to kill him. I thought his loyalty to the Empire ran too deep. But he understood my aims, and after some discussion, he agreed with them. At first, I wasn't trusting. I still searched his feelings daily, tested him constantly. But he did not yet betrayed me. Unlike others. I felt my eldest son's presence as he arrived, and I smiled underneath my armor. I turned to greet them. A single lightsaber sat on Vencito's hip, his heavy black armor fitting him to perfection. Vet and Quinn trailed behind him. I nodded at Vet, who smiled warmly at me. Ignoring Quinn, I stepped into Vancito, who let his emotion for me show. He hugged me tightly, and I hugged him back. It's always such a rare pleasure to fight beside you, my lord. I believe you meant to say, mother. Mother. I wish to thank you for Captain Quinn. He's been nothing but an asset to my continued training. Good. That was all I wanted to hear of Quinn at the moment, though his presence filled me with such a complexity of emotion I did not suppress it. It would be well used in the battle we were about to engage. And Vet? She's wonderful. Truly a delight. I noticed that Vet was suddenly avoiding my gaze, which amused me greatly. However, business first. We will lead the charge against the Imperials. Once we've cleared the path, take your forces and attack the Republic. No one lives. We can afford no witnesses. It will be done. Captain Quinn, your team will cover their escape route. Vet, my love. With me. Neither could see the amused quirk of my brow at his new pet name for Vet. Pushing my humor aside for darker emotions I required for battle, I returned to Jasa and Pierce. Jasa, on your lead. Our forces were swiftly loading the equipment into our convoys. We would use it to mine for our own crystals in another area of the planet, away from the prying eyes of the Republic and the Empire. I stood in one of the archways that had once been a temple, my helmet removed, my arms folded in front of me. I was surrounded by the clinging energy of battle, the fear of the cowards that had begged for their lives, the courage from the ones that had died honorably. The sound of laughter brought me out of my meditation. My cybernetic eye scanned the distance farther than my Miraluka one could see, zoning in on Vancito and Vet, standing together laughing. I could sense something there, building between them. I did not mind a romance between Vancito and Vet, regardless that she was a bit older. He was a mature boy, and out of everyone who was not family, I trusted Vet the most. We'd saved each other's lives more times than we could count. I'd earned her trust, just as she mine. I'd gotten her sister freed, and avenged her mother myself. She knew the hut that worked her mother to death died, but she'd never asked me if I'd done it. I would have answered her truthfully, but she never brought it up. Perhaps she just knew. I smiled privately as I continued to watch them. It made me remember a time I thought I might have the same, when I'd foolishly thought I could carve my own path in everything, including love. But all choices had consequences. I was not immune to the lessons of the Sith. Quinn taught me that. He fancies her. 
Quinn came to stand beside me as if he sensed my thoughts, his arms in their typical officer's position behind his back. He had on white and gray combat gear. It made him look dashing, which made me want him and angered me because of it. To say I'd missed him was an understatement, but that changed nothing. He has reported how good of an asset you've been to him. You trained him well. He reminds me very much of you. Don't. Sorry. I won't apologize for missing you, though. My heart ached at his words. It fed my anger. I controlled both emotions even while I felt them. Keep it to yourself. I could care less. I don't believe that. Be careful, Quinn. You can only escape death by my hand so many times. I love you. Your anger, your strength, your brilliance, your passion. I'll die loving you. My emotions flared hotter. No one tore me apart the way he did. Made me stronger for it. It was my own secret that I wish I'd learned this strength another way. One that had kept him with me. And I'll die remembering you a traitor and a mistake. Good for fracking, though. Not much else. Is that why I'm still around? Actually, Captain, you're not around me. Not anymore. I stepped away from him, but Quinn had the nerve, the sheer utter gall, to grab me. It was my shock at his sudden bravery, or stupidity, that allowed him to keep his grip on my arms, pull me into him, and press his mouth against mine. <sighs> Frank. I'd missed him. And I instantly remembered how a successful mission riled him up nearly as much as it did me. Oh, he tasted so familiar. The feel of his lips so passionate and loving and... With a low growl, I used the force to send him flying backwards into one of the old archways. He landed with a painful grunt and fell to his knees. I came up to him and used the force to bring him to his feet and then I put my hand around his throat. I wanted to feel his skin as I hurt him, as I used the force to tighten my grip so I could choke him without crushing his windpipe. Touch me again without my permission, and I'll finish what I should have years ago. Do you understand? I didn't let him respond. Instead, I gave some of my rage an outlet by keeping the pressure on till he passed out. I stepped back letting him fall to the ground. Looking down at him, I sighed heavily. I could still taste him. For a moment, I permitted that feeling to warm me instead of anger me. I love you too, idiot. Cargo was loaded, ready to move out. Also, your daughter is on the line. Thank you, Pierce. <laughs> what happened to him? He touched something he shouldn't. Chapter 17. The Art of Deal-Making Mako sat in the door of the shuttle. I stood with my shoulder propped against the cold metal. We weren't waiting long before Veltana, my younger sister, showed up. Veltana was all chist like Dad, but she carried herself a lot like Mom did. I hugged her tightly and made quick introductions. Veltana barely gave Mako a glance before turning her attention to the facility. The whole crew's inside. It should be fun. I'll go in first. Without even waiting for me, she strode toward the open door. This is going to give me nightmares, isn't it? It might. Guess you're going to have to keep me up late then. I had my helmet on, so she couldn't see my grin. 
This is a private matter. Wait here. What? I'm- Adopt crew members don't count. If your loyalty is real, you'll be privy soon enough. And if I were you, I'd be careful what I wish for. Wasn't that an understatement? Meltana made quick work of the control panel and walked through. I paused by Mako. You're back. You're not going to want to see this anyway. Be careful. We've heard enough alarms. The time has come to move our base of operations to Lorimar. I agree. Veltana and I walked in, and she used her force power to make the door slam shut behind us. I stayed just a little behind and to the left of her, watching for itchy trigger fingers. There were three men in the room. Boss Undro, Ellis Tarn, and Craig, all leaders of their respective White Claw gangs. Boss Undro was not going to make it out of this meeting alive. I could just tell as he demanded nastily. Who the frick are you? Gentlemen, we've got a business arrangement for you. Talk. Just a moment. Agent Dackland. She's still on the battlefield. Soaking up the wind, most likely. Get her. We got her new business associates on the line. Right away. We waited, some patiently, others not, until my mother's image appeared. Her helmet was off, but her cowl was still raised, casting most of her face in shadows. I am Darth Virez, and I have need of you. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of you. You used to be the Emperor's wrath or something. That wasn't a public knowledge title among those that were not high-ranking Sith. Undro had connections. You have an inside source. Who? That's my business. Is it true or not? It's true. <laughs> then you're weak. Ain't no reason for us to fear you. You mistake the matter, Boss Undro. I needed a way out of that position. The Jedi presented one. Nah, I ain't buying it. No Sith will ever give up that kind of power. I don't need to be the Emperor's lackey to claim power, nor do my associates. She's got a point. We ought to hear her out. I have large quantities of sensitive materials I need ferried across Imperial and Republic space. I need professionals. And I need manpower. Grunts. Lots of them. That sounds profitable. There are also a few persons of interest I need watched, others I need picked up and brought to me. This all sounds a lot better than fighting over a ship graveyard in the middle of the Arctic. And I want the location of Lorimar. No way. I don't wish to take it from you. I want the agent and the bounty hunter to go there. Oh yeah, what for? Something above your intelligence level. Don't look offended. She was just being honest. You know what? Forget it. The Empire and the Sith could kiss my- Agent, bounty hunter, convince them your way. I want Undro. Done. Veltana put down Craig before he could blink. Ellis Tarn threw up his hands looking at Veltana pleadingly. We're on your side. Undro pulled his blaster, but I was a lot faster. I shot it right out of his hand and was in his face a second later. I used the jetpack on my back to give my strike a little more oomph, so when I slammed my armor-covered fist into his jaw, blood exploded out of his mouth, and he went flying back into the computer console behind him. Careful not to damage the equipment, I advanced on him, took him by the throat, and beat his stupid, ugly face in. When I got tired of looking at him, I threw him to the ground, kicked him a few times, and then stuck my foot on the back of his head. I withdrew my blaster and pointed it down at him. Want to beg for your life? He muttered something, some expletive I could barely make out. I smirked. You know what? I'm proud. I hate beggars. I pulled the trigger, blowing a big hole in his head. 
Feltana looked proud. Go get your slicer. We need the information on that computer. I nodded and twirled my blaster before I holstered it. I have to admit, I was in a pretty good mood. Chapter 18. A Serious Interruption I pushed open one of the big metal doors, sticking my head around it. Mako was pacing the corridor. You're not too mad at me, are you? You need something sliced, don't you? Yep. On it. Determination flashing through her eyes, Mako walked into the room and walked up to the computer terminal. She didn't like me crowding her when she was working, so I backed off to let her do her thing. I stood off to the side, paying more attention to Veltana as she spoke to Mom on the holocom. Horn's still alive. He's useful, but he'd squeal the minute he got captured. It's not a location we can trust him with. I think we're better off using their men in the factory, taking their ships, and filling them with our crew. That will slow us down significantly. We're being watched. Our cloak of secrecy can only be maintained for so long. Understood. Thinks a necessary risk, however. Leave Ellis alive for now. I have a plan. I'll share it later. Done. Nikoro's slicer is getting the location out of their computer. Tell her I want access to everything. I'll transfer you. Beltana hit a button and my mother's hollow image popped up on the display next to Mako. Oh wow, you're... you're Koro's mom. Mako, I need everything on that computer. Can you do it? These back walls, not even as tricky to get into as the SIS, won't be a problem. Mako's fingers were moving with fluid ease over the terminal keys. The lines of code flashed by on the screen so quickly they looked like a whacked out microbook to me. I still marveled that she could translate all that crap. Excellent. Lynn Cora was lucky to have you. That's what I keep telling him. We will meet, you and I, if things between the two of you get serious. Well, I mean, they're... they're serious. I perked up considerably at that. Mako thought we were serious? I mean, I know we just, uh... but I was with him since the hunt started, and I really... I really like him. There I went, wanting to pound my chest again. I settled for kicking Undo's dead body. Veltana noticed and rolled her eyes at me. Well then, I hope that's always enough. Okay, I'm in. Lencoro. Yes, ma'am? You and Veltana go to Lorimar. Call me when you find it. Leaving now. I'll give Ellis here his new objective. I'll meet you at the location. Copy. See you in a bit. I cut Mako a break and didn't say a word about her interlude with my mom. Instead, we took one of the shuttles back, hopped on my speeder, and set course for Lorimar. Lorimar, the scientist-engineer, was a genius droid maker who had disappeared. All those types had their secret facilities, and it was rumored that Lorimar's had been the one where the white paw had shacked up, hence its name. If Lorimar had been here, however long ago, there was a good chance he'd left something behind. I stopped the speeder well before we got there. Mom had said we were being watched, and I didn't know the details of that but I wanted to be more cautious than driving up to the front door. I also wanted a better view of what we were walking into first. Mako followed silently behind me as I climbed a snow hill to get the layout. As I suspected, about a dozen different white paw camps littered the area. I couldn't see any signs of a compound from this distance. I was running through the different scenarios in my mind that would get us inside the fastest and the quietest when I realized we were in trouble. I could feel... Someone's coming. What? The question had barely left her mouth before a Republic trooper came out of nowhere and slammed <gasps> into me. Koro! Mako aimed her blaster at him, and I wanted to shout at her, but I was too busy under Havoc Squad Lieutenant Eric Jorgen. He still had his helmet on, but I knew that's who he was. Who else would be here out with my aunt? And it was my aunt, Havoc Squad Commander Makethia Daklin, that charged at Mako. Mako pulled the trigger, but Makethia had a few advantages over us. 
One was that she was a pure-blood Sith with Force powers. She didn't carry a lightsaber, but she used the Force as well as a Jedi. Makethia merely lifted her hand, jerking her wrist left and right, batting away Mako's blaster fire and coming closer with every step. Mako looked confused as hell, and in the next second, Makethia slammed the butt of her rifle into Mako's temple, and my slicer dropped. Pure rage exploded inside of me. I don't think I've ever been this furious in my entire life. Jorgen and I were trading metal punches, and he was winning. I wasn't strong enough to take him, and I knew that, but I was going to hurt him. He slammed his fist into my helmet again, rattling my brain. I got to the button on my belt, and my jetpack slid me backwards on the snow, out from underneath of him. I stopped it at the perfect moment to be able to slam my booted foot into his jaw. I hit him so hard his helmet came off. I quickly rolled to the side, coming up with my blaster in hand, but there was no way I was going to take both of them. Mikethia used her force power to yank the blaster out of my fingers, and Jorgen slammed his knee into my face. The crack made my nose bleed, and I dropped hard. I was going to get up, but they jammed a modified vibrostaff into my side, and suddenly I was being electrocuted. You have no idea how well metal can conduct electricity until it's covering your body. It sucked. I fought beside Master Jaro, you slime. Master Jaro had been one of my targets on the Great Hunt. It was nothing personal, and I hated when people made it that way. I would have said something smart-ass back to him, but I was too busy being in pain. Restrain them, Jorgen. I have questions for my nephew. If you've been enjoying Legacy, I encourage you to come hang out with us. We have a Discord server, and soon we'll have a Facebook group. To join the Discord, click the link down in the description, or go to dsc.gg backslash crystalsimagination. And don't forget to join us Tuesday evenings at 7 Eastern, 6 Central for the Legacy After Show, where I talk with the cast about the episode and related topics. We do those on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash crystalsimagination, or again, just click the link down in the description. Please remember to subscribe, drop us a review, and share Legacy with your friends. To view the full cast list, get your PDF copy of Legacy, and learn about Crystal's sci-fi novels and other upcoming fiction podcasts, go to crystalsimagination.com. Episode 6 features voice performances by Jake Riker, Guama Hairstanel, Hannah Cardiac, Jarf, Los Prez, Captain KD, Crystal Storm, Alejandro Pass, Alex Ahmed, Jermaine Woods, Melissa Oki, and Ray Stacanis. Legacy's theme song is composed by Daniel Cherlitza, titled Star Wars Dark Side Themes Reimagined. Additional amazing music tracks contributed to this episode. Please read the description for full credits. Legacy is a work of fan fiction created inside the Star Wars The Old Republic universe. It is written, directed, and produced by Crystal Storm. The Dacklin family are original characters created by Crystal. A big thank you to Bioware, LucasArts, and Disney for providing such a rich world to create it.